I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everybody, I'm David Weeder. This is my gorgeous wife, Lynn Weeder, and you are watching the Covenant Living Broadcast. Praise God. This broadcast, is the Lord specifically assigned to us. This is not a preachy, preaching type broadcast as much as it is a teaching broadcast. It's an everyday Bible study. It's an everyday Bible study. I mean, and you know, if hey, if you're brand new, then you may not know this, but your assignment right now is to probably hit pause or whatever you're watching this or listening to it on and go get a cup of coffee or go make that cup of tea, grab a glass of water, whatever, and just get your Bible, get your notebook and pull it up to the other side of the table here. Because in the natural on the other side of this table, there's a camera I'm looking into. <laughs> but in the spirit, I'm looking right into your eyes and we're sitting down together and getting into the word of God and learning. We trust the Holy Spirit to unwrap and unveil the mysteries and secrets of the kingdom of God. Now, you've heard me, if, you're, if you are a regular listener, you've heard me say that over and over again about unwrapping and learning the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Why is that so important? Well, we're going to look into that today. The Lord's really been impressing on me the last several weeks to spend a good amount of time in the upcoming months of this year teaching about a words that here in the last few years, Satan has been able to spin a little bit with a negative connotation. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, let me tell you, exceptionalism and exemption are good, good words. And we're going to start looking into those things today and the, the principles of the kingdom of God and why they are so important to us. All right. So let's have a word of prayer and then we're going to get right into the scriptures today. Father, we thank you for this yet another opportunity to come before the people all over the world who tune into this broadcast, these audio podcasts by shortwave radio, all the different ways that you have you have made available for this broadcast to go throughout the earth. We're so honored to be a part of what you're doing. We ask you afresh today, as always, to see to it that every person on the face of the planet that desires to learn these things, that you will get these broadcasts, these podcasts, these radio broadcast into their ears, into their hands, into their lives. And Holy Spirit, I'm asking you, you are the teacher of the church. And I'm asking you that the words coming out of my mouth, that as the people hear them, you speak your words so that they hear exactly what you know they need to hear at this moment. And we receive it that way. We receive it done for we ask it in faith, nothing wavering, but only believing. And we ask it in the mighty matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 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 Praise God. Ooh, I'm kind of excited just with this. <laughs> we haven't even got in the Word yet. <laughs> Praise God. Well, turn with us today. We're going to begin in the book of Philippians today. So turn over there to Philippians. And we're going to 
we're going to look at several foundational scriptures, right? Just right, just to set the tone for this as we get into it. So limber up those fingers because you're either going to be flipping pages or scrolling, or scrolling. on my iPad. <laughs> so either way, get ready because here we go. In Philippians uh, chapter 3, and I'm reading in the King James Version uh, at first. In verse 17, it says, Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. Okay, so as we read down through here, and in particularly as we read in the uh, Amplified Classic version next, be very aware of we and them. Okay, there's there's separations here. Now, in that very first va- very first verse, it talks about be followers of me and mark them which walk like me. Okay, so let's go ahead and and read down through here. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they, there's a they, are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Okay, so that's one group of people we're talking about, the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Now that's the they and the them. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So now we have the they and the them, which are the enemies of the cross of Christ. And then he says, but our. So now we're talking about a second group of people, our conversation. Well, that word conversation in the Greek is an entirely different, it doesn't mean talking. <laughs> it actually means lifestyle. lifestyle, yeah, how we live. And as a matter of fact, let me read this in the Amplified Classic. Brethren, okay, that's one group. <laughs> Brethren, together follow my example and observe those who live after the pattern that we have set for you. For there are many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears who walk And then in parentheses there, the Amplified says, live as enemies of the cross of Christ, the anointed one. They are doomed and their fate is eternal misery, perdition. So you don't want to be in the they group. I'm just giving you a hint here, okay? It's it's, uh, pretty easy to, you don't want to be in that group. (laughs) Their God is their stomach, their appetites, their sensuality, and they glory in their shame, siding with earthly things and being of their party. But we, this is the group we want to be in. But we, now listen to how this says this. We are citizens of the state, the commonwealth, the homeland, which is in heaven. And from it also, we earnestly and patiently wait the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah as Savior. Now, this is what I'm wanting to get to and focus in on. But we are. It doesn't say we are going to be. It doesn't say someday in the tweet by and by we will be. It says we are now citizens of the state, the commonwealth, our homeland, which is heaven. Right now, you are a citizen of heaven. And that means some very specific things. It does. And just to put it in perspective, this is like somebody who took 
the test and became a citizen of the United States, mm -hmm. but they are still living overseas in another country. Let's just say that they're living in Nigeria, but they have citizenship here. That means they have the rights and privileges of a United States citizen. You're just going on and just jumping way ahead. I am. It's so people can have perspective <laughs> Absolutely. as we go. Absolutely. And, but as you'll see as we go further into the scriptures, we're not just citizens in another, right. in another country. So now let's go over to, let's see, what's the next one? First Peter 2. Now. That's what I was thinking we were headed to. All right. Now, most people, they really kind of know this about themselves and they talk about other people. <laughs> this way. First Peter chapter two, and we'll read it in the King James first and then read it in the Amplified Classic in verse nine. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You have been called out of one place of citizenship, out of darkness, into another place of citizenship, the kingdom of heaven. And the margin says that you were purchased. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, yes, ma'am. <laughs> That just happens. I was used to saying yes, sir, yes. you know. But you were, somebody paid for you to switch your citizenship, and that person was Jesus with his life. Now, look at, see, you always knew you were a little peculiar, didn't you? <laughs> now, look at, look at what the Amplified Classic version, it amplifies it, which is what it does. Verse 9, but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood. You are a dedicated nation, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people. Are, uh, hey, are you, are you into exceptionalism? Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm God's special people. You're God's special people people, a dedicated nation whose citizenship is in heaven right now. What all this mean? Just hold on and stay with us. <laughs> We're going somewhere today. You are a special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. My goodness, I could just sit here and read that over and over the whole broadcast. <laughs> It'd be worth it. My goodness. And All that's right. what meditation is. Yes. If we say something that you're like, wow, that was good. That's great. Meditate on it. Say it to yourself over and over and then stop and listen. God, what else do you have to say about that? Set reminders on your phone. That's one of those things of come up. I need to meditate on. I'm special. I was bought. God paid the price for me to walk in all of these things that he has for me. 
Now see, remember, you, you, your spirit was born again, brand new, nothing wrong. It looks just like Jesus. It, it is as perfect as Jesus. But your mind's got to be renewed. Romans uh, chapter 12 says that. And your mind has to be renewed to these things because you'll only go as far and only be able to live in the reality of these things as far as you, your mind processes them into your spirit to where you believe and have faith. And grace has provided all these things. But your faith has to grow to the point where faith grabs a hold of your what grace has already provided. Yeah, it's growing and everything. Jesus said Everything in the kingdom is as a seed and it grows and then the harvest comes and then you're walking in the reality of the manifestation of divine healing, divine health, divine prosperity, all these different things that grace has already provided that is in your homeland <laughs> that, that you, you have, have you own, to. you own it already. You just have to grab a hold of it. Okay. Where are we going next? Colossians 1, 9 through 14. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Colossians. It's in New Testament, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Colossians. Now, I pray for you. For those of you who are partners, you'll know on the bottom of the partner letter, this be one of the scriptures <laughs> that I pray over our partners every single day because Paul did. He said uh, in verse 9, For this cause also, since that day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Wow. It's a mouthful. We got to keep reading, but man, you could, yeah, man, you could sit right there. I mean, how many times do you, have you heard or have you thought, well, I wish I knew the will of God? Well, he wants you to know it more than you do. You just got to spend the time to get it and to download it because he desires that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us able... Uh, Old King James says meet, it means able, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has, listen, get your catchers out here, pay attention, who has delivered us from the power of darkness, we just read that, the power of darkness, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So here, once again, we have a confirming witness. We have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness, and we have been translated by the power of God into the kingdom of light, or as it mm -hmm. says here, into the kingdom of his dear son. So this is why we have said, we say, I don't know that we say it in every broadcast, but it's in a whole lot of them, about learning the laws and the principles of the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God because 
That's where we live. That's where our citizenship well, is. And it says that that power was broken. That power, that authority of darkness in our lives was broken. Very similarly to when Abraham Lincoln proclaimed that the slavery had ended. That didn't mean that every slave was instantly freed because they didn't know about it yet. They didn't know. And it took a while for that message to go get to everybody. Well, not. And even with that, once they found out, were they going to walk in that new freedom or were they just going to stay there and say, I just want to stay with what I'm familiar with? And why was it so important for them to find out? Because there were a whole lot of slave owners out there didn't, didn't want, want them, them to know it. Yeah. Well, there's a devil out there that doesn't want you to know it. And he is going to try to use the media, to use the news, to use friends, to use family, to use whatever he can find to keep you from learning how to operate in the kingdom of God in which you already have citizenship. This is why we see we saw this in Colossians there. He wants you to have spiritual understanding about this land in, into which you have been translated. Now go over to Matthew chapter 4 and you'll see this is the very thing that Jesus did on this earth. Matthew chapter 4. Verse 23. And Jesus, this is the master himself, went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was teaching and preaching about the kingdom. He was teaching people how to function in the kingdom of heaven because it has its own, like any kingdom, the kingdom of darkness has its laws and principles they're all twisted laws and principles of what God created, <laughs> but, they, but that's why they work. They're still laws. The kingdom of heaven has laws and, and principles under which it operates, and that's what Jesus was doing. He went everywhere teaching and preaching. It's what we do. <laughs> we go everywhere, especially through these cameras, but I mean, every time I get a, you know, I'm like, I'm like my spiritual father, Brother Copeland. He said, you know, I'll preach at the drop of a hat and I'll throw the hat down and get to <laughs> preach if I need to. Well, I, hey, I go out every opportunity I get and preach. I preach through these cameras all over the world, teaching the principles of the kingdom of heaven. Why? Well, because there's a different set of laws that produce a different set of results in our kingdom. Now, it wasn't the way I was going to go, but it is the way I'm going to go now <laughs> because the Holy Spirit just directed me. Go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I want to show you, we're going to take the next step higher than citizenship. <laughs> we are citizens. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 17, what, man, what an amazing scripture. Therefore, if any man, any person, be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself 
by Jesus Christ and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation or being brought back into favor with someone. We've been brought back into favor with God himself because, hey, we're brand new. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be you therefore reconciled to God. For he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So now we have a new word to consider. Yes, we're citizens, but now we've been made ambassadors for Christ. Let me read you a definition of what an ambassador is. This is from the Webster's Dictionary. The first definition is an official envoy, a diplomatic agent of the highest rank, accredited to a foreign government or sovereign or appointed for a special and often temporary diplomatic assignment, an authorized representative or messenger. And that's why we don't that's just get saved do. and move on to heaven immediately. Absolutely. Because we are supposed to be bringing this authorized message of God's goodness and how to live in it and how to get that to everybody else yeah. in your circle. Everybody has a circle of influence. Absolutely. And, and, and here's the deal. Everybody, you know, people are trying to either upplay or downplay American exceptionalism. Well, I happen to think America is the best uh, nation on the planet. That's my personal opinion. And I'm sure you may have an opinion on the, in the nation where you live, but this is not opinion. The kingdom of God is, is the best. It is kingdom exceptionalism. Praise God. And listen, a diplomat in a foreign land, hey, you go look in an embassy sometime in a, in a third world country. That's American soil. It looks good. It gets watered. That, that, that diplomat has plenty to eat. That diplomat is well-dressed. Why? because he's an ambassador from the homeland. He's not subject to the world around him. Well, praise God, you're not subject to the world around you. You have laws of exemption, laws of love, laws of faith that you operate by in this kingdom, and it provides exemption from the laws of the kingdom of darkness. We don't have to live producing what they're living in the, the production of what the kingdom of darkness produces. We get to live in the production of what the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of Christ himself, the anointed one produces. That's what we live in. Well, praise God, we are out of time again. Hey, don't go anywhere though, because I really want you to pay attention to this message.
Hey, Lynn and I would like to extend an opportunity for you today to become a partner with David Weeder Ministries. Partnership is just all through the Bible, but I just want to look at a couple scriptures. In uh, Philippians chapter 1, Paul is writing to his partners, and he says, I thank my God, in verse 3 of, of chapter 1, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Well, I do the same thing, praise God. Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy for your partnership. That's what that word fellowship literally means, is partnership. In the gospel from the first day unto now. Now, what does partnership in the gospel mean? Well, you can find it in Jesus' ministry in Luke chapter 8 and verse 1. Jesus went into every town and every village, it said, preaching the things of the kingdom of God, preaching the gospel. Well, hey, that's what we do. Sometimes we go to the villages. Sometimes the, the broadcast goes to the villages. Sometimes we have a meeting and the villages come to us. But we're going to every town and village teaching the gospel. Now, you can see in Luke chapter 8, they sowed, those women sowed finances to this, into the support of Jesus' ministry and his disciples and everything that it takes to put on the meetings. So that's one part of partnership is financial sowing. Right here in Philippians over there in, in uh, chapter 1 still, but over in verse 19, Paul, uh, Paul says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. That's the second part that we would ask you to do as you become partners with this ministry is, yeah, supporting it financially, that's wonderful and everything, but oh, hey, I covered your prayers. I need you praying for us. We got a lot to accomplish and a lot to do. And what the Lord has called us to do is to go into all the world and preach the gospel on every available voice that we can. And that's what we're doing. We, we travel. We do television broadcast. We do the printed page. We do audio podcasts. Every way that we can get this gospel preached throughout the world is what we do. And that's what we do also is give thanks for you. And I declare and pray and make requests with joy your prosperity. For our God shall meet your needs according to his riches and glory based upon the grace and the anointings that are on our lives as you partner with us. And so I intercede every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, in between time, for your prosperity, for your family peace, for your abundance in every area of life, for your health, for your protection from sickness, disease, and calamity. Hey, that's how this works. You pray and support us, we pray and support you, and that's how God designed it. Praise God. Thank you so much for becoming our partner today. Hey, I cannot overemphasize, one, the importance of partnership to us, and two, how much we love our partners. The, we, hey, <laughs> we, we've got an assignment from the Lord. It's a very specific assignment. And it, it, it covers the earth. <laughs> and hey, you get the same rewards that we do for what we're doing. And it's amazing to me what the Lord has provided in the earth today from this little studio with those little cameras right there. You are helping the word of the living God, the word of victory to go to people all throughout Asia via shortwave radio, all over the world through YouTube, television broadcasts, podcasts, the word of victory.
the word of our kingdom, the laws and the principles of our kingdom are being taught to people all over the world so that no matter what condition they're living in, they learn how to apply these laws to exempt them from all of everything that's around them so that they can live in victory in every area of their life. And if you're a partner, you are making that happen. And if you're not, ask the Lord. You're supposed to partner with somebody even if it's not with us. Well, I tell you what, until next week, remember that God's always for you. He's never against you. And that we love you and that God loves you and that Jesus is Lord. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380.